Pride Month is over, but that doesn't mean that we can't still celebrate love and be awesome allies and advocates year round. Now, one of the best ways to be an ally and an advocate is to love ourselves first. That may sound counterintuitive. That may sound like, what? What does that mean? But really, when we love ourselves and accept ourselves and own our story of what we've been through, it gives other people the space and clarity to do the same. It also allows us to love people on a deeper level because we love ourselves and we feel less threatened by their stories. We feel less threatened by their choices and decisions. And so we can love everybody in our lives better. If you are interested in learning how to own your story and to love better, stay tuned because tickets for my retreat are going live next week. And I cannot wait to have you join me. If you are on our email list, you will find out about it first. If you follow us on social media, you will be able to see it there. But if not, you will be able to get tickets through our show notes in two weeks when we drop our next episode. The link will be there for you to claim your tickets for that retreat. Now, it's important that you claim your tickets now because starting June 31st, the prices will go up. So we'll have early bird pricing starting June 18th, and then the prices go up after that. The other thing I want you to know are the dates of the retreat so you can mark your calendar now and start making plans. The retreat starts September 7th and goes until September 10th. But you will have the option to be able to stay until the 11th. The house is rented out until then. So if you are staying on site, you are welcome to chill until the 11th. We will also be having our live event the night of September 10th. So if you buy a ticket to retreat, then that is included or the live event is included in the event pricing. We hope you can come. We hope that you are doing awesome and that you will take some time to show yourself some love so that you can take bold action by boldly loving yourself and then boldly loving those around you. Enjoy this week's episode. I've had friends that have been like, well, why would God want you to marry somebody if you if he knew you were going to end up divorced? Right. And I've always told people, I'm like, if for no other reason... It was there so I could help Steve. And then I could find myself too. Like, I feel like we grew in ways we wouldn't have otherwise. And that's what I, I mean, it's some of my close friends that have brought it up to me and that know and love you as well. And it was just like, that's the purpose of us being here on earth in my beliefs is that we're here to help each other and love and support each other. So if I could do that for you, help you come to peace with who you are, then that was the whole point, and I don't have any issues with that whatsoever. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. All right. We've already talked about our childhood. We've talked about growing up years, how our family life was. We talked about some memories that stood out to us. Yeah. What's next? So the next, let's start with the beginning of you two okay. and kind of how that developed. We're making sappy faces at each other right now. <laughs> Steve and yeah. I are. 
the beginning. Yeah, the beginning. Steve, where were you at when you when I met, met Jessica, Jessica? I was in Pocatello at college. First time I remember seeing her. Actually, I remember two first times seeing you. I don't know which was actually the first. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> They're not that exciting, Matt. Oh. <laughs> but you, you used to walk past my house to go to and from campus all the time. So one of them, I just remember being in my living room and watching you like cross the street and walk down the sidewalk. Creeping what, out what, the window. Yeah, what time of the morning was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> School time, apparently. Every morning, huh? He would just sit there waiting for me to walk by. Creeper. I wasn't, I wasn't creeping. <laughs> just happened to have seen you. And then the other time was I saw you at the language lab. You were checking into the language the lab. The language and lab. And both times you were wearing those weird cat shoes of yours. I was wearing those both times. Both times. Both times. And then I wore them on our first date too. Did you even own another pair of shoes? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. sure I did, but I was obsessed with those ones. They were those Doc Martin Cat shoes. The cafe. So what kind of cat print are we talking like, is it cat print? Leopard print? No, not print. No, they it's were all like, black and the tip was They a had cat. like a big cat face on the toe. With a cat nose and everything? Yeah, yeah a little cat nose and ears. Just one cat face on each Doc shoe. Doc Martens? They weren't really Doc Martens. They looked like Doc Martens. I remember like you made Doc me Martins. throw away my Doc Martens when we got married. <laughs> this was, was how probably, long ago? <laughs> that was probably to your benefit. <laughs> 15 years ago? 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Cat shoes. Cat Doc Martens. So he saw me those couple times. Yep. Is that what captured you was the cat Doc Martens? Uh, I think just, I was just very intrigued by you, Jessica. You were very, I don't know, you stood out. You had spiky hair. Always have. And me too. Have. funky clothes. Yeah. And I don't know, something intrigued me. So that was the first time and second time. Yep. But I don't remember which was first and which was second. <laughs> But I remember when I actually met Steve and like we ended up going out, he told me that, like that he'd seen me around. Okay, so how did you actually meet Steve then? So I was a vocal performance major at the time and I had to go to different choir concerts and performances. And I went to one one night and I got to this, it was in a church and I got there and I was sitting there by myself and I was like, I do not want to be here. I'm going to leave. Was this an LDS church? Was this a no. Catholic church? I don't like know. a Methodist it church or something? A, just some uh, some church. It wasn't an LDS church. It was church. a pretty, just like a cool old stone church. It was really in cool. Pocatello, in fact, we went back and got engagement pictures taken on those steps later. We did. Yep. Cute. Aww. So cute. <laughs> but so like, I was going to stand up and leave and as I'm getting ready to, this whole trail of girls walks in. I swear it was 10 girls that you came with. They all sit down right in front of me. I don't remember a single one of them. There's no room <laughs> left on the bench. And so Steve sits down next to me. And later I find out, you know, he's like, he knew who I, like he'd seen me around. So he was paying attention. Like he was kind of excited, it seemed like, to sit by mm-hmm. me. Got my phone number and called me the next day. Did you guys hang out that night? Not that night. No, we just chatted briefly at the choir concert and I got her number. And okay. We went out the next night. What were you guys' first impressions right there? Sitting on a church bench. I remember being super excited. Like there's this cute guy that ended up sitting next to me. He's with all these girls and he wanted my phone number. Like I remember that was super exciting. I don't know why I showed up with a bunch of girls. I don't remember who they were. But I know that Steph May, our friend, our mutual friend, had invited me to 
I guess she was in the concert? She was in the concert. Okay. So she invited me to come. And I had been out doing my silly door-to-door sales job. Selling what is this silly? Home security. In Pocatello? I was, yes. So you're, okay. This was right before, I guess not, I don't know. I was say it was right before summer. Anyway, I was, I did the summer job where I was selling that stuff door-to-door on the East Coast. And for some reason I was doing it in Pocatello that day. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Called me up the next day, and we went out with that mutual friend, Steph May. Mm-hmm. What yeah. were you wearing that night <laughs> at the choir concert? At the choir concert? I don't know what I wore at the choir Steve, concert. Steve, what, what was she wearing? I don't know. Cat <laughs> shoes? Probably. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have worn the cat shoes the next day if I had been wearing them the night before. Okay, so I remember when Steve and I first started dating, I did not wear the same outfit. He did not see me in the same mm. outfit for six months. I remember that, too. What? He see me, he'd see me in... Different pieces that were the same, but I did not wear the same outfit for six months. Yeah, and at some point it was just like, I don't know if I brought it up or what, but I'm just like, I don't think I have ever seen you wear the same article of clothing since I have met you. It was like a game to me (laughs) to like see what I could come up with to wear. Where'd all these clothes come from? I had a lot of clothes. A lot of clothes. Hmm. Anyways. You had a big closet. Yeah. A big funky closet. Yep. Yes, we went out the next day. And Steph May had called you to get a date because she had a date and she wanted it to double. Yeah. So she called me and said, hey, I've got this date. I'm kind of nervous to go by myself. Why don't you get a date and come with me? So I said, oh, well, I met this girl last night. Maybe I'll give her a call. How many and people were going on this date? Just the four of us. Okay. Turned out to be just the three of us, because I asked Jessica, which Stephanie was super excited about. She's like, oh my gosh, I love Jessica. You guys are going to be like perfect together. <laughs> so we go to double with Steph May and her date bails. <laughs> so it's just me and Jessica and Steph. <laughs> so third wheel. Yeah. And we go to... Wait, time out. I want to back up just a little okay. bit. So you had mentioned that at this choir concert, you were excited. Yeah. So that's going to, I'm going to ask you this question. Was it love at first sight? I don't know. I've, I, I don't think it was. I think the next day though, like honestly on that first day, I was pretty like, all right, this is it type thing. And not that I knew that, but I knew I had something good. So I don't think it was like that first night, like, oh my gosh, it was just that first night of like giddy excitement you get, you know, when you first meet somebody. So you didn't sleep. Basically, like that type of thing where it's like, oh, I wonder if he's going to call. You your phone wondering if he's going to text I didn't have call. a cell phone. Oh. I didn't get a cell phone until Matt. after Steve and I got married. Don't, don't date us like that. <laughs> he made me. He, I, I had a cell phone when I was a sophomore in high school. I had a cell phone. I didn't like cell phones. Steve made me get a cell phone after we got married. Really? Yes. I don't remember that. You. Yes. <laughs> he literally like forced me into okay, it. I do remember that now. Yeah. So anyways, it was like that type of thing where I was like, oh, is he going to call? So wait, what phone number did you give him? House phone. Your mom and dad's phone number? Yes. (laughs) Why did it matter? That was normal back then. You had a house phone. I didn't. Because I was going to college. This was 2004. Yeah. It was normal. It wasn't that (laughs) weird. Not Not everybody had cell phones back then. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So those were my impressions from that. What about you, Steve? What? What were your first impressions? Was it like love at first sight? No. No? No, it was 
I mean, I was very interested, but it certainly wasn't love at first sight. It just... Especially your first sight was like looking up blinds, right? <laughs> <laughs> Creeping. Just kidding. I know you weren't creeping. <laughs> so Jessica was very different than any girl I dated. And it kind of like confused me that I was so into you. Because I had like this very like this very set idea of what kind of girl I should be into and what kind of girl I should be dating. And on the surface, you didn't seem to, you, you didn't fit the mold of like a good little LDS girl on the surface. And that was confusing to me that I was... So what, what is that mold? Like very <laughs> Molly Mormon, like... What does that look like? Can you explain that? Long hair. <laughs> I remember Steve trying to convince me to buy a floral dress <laughs> like that went mid-calf. And had like three buttons down the front and had an empire waist and a little collar. Which was like very that common was very Mormon girl Mormon. attire in yes. the 90s and 2000s. So you, you was trying to get to shop at Down East. Yeah. Down like East. that type of look. Or Maurice's. I feel like that's like the other, was the other go-to back then. But yeah, and he didn't like, he wasn't like pushing that on me. I just remember him bringing it up a couple of times. Because you felt like that's what Mormon, good Mormon girls looked like. Good LDS girls wore those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, that's the explanation of what that mold was supposed to look, look like. Yeah. What and, I what Jessica, I thought the type of girl that I should be attracted to would look like. And Jessica didn't <laughs> fit that mold. No, she didn't. So, you were confused. I'd so, was, you, your initial thoughts were like, what? Why am I into this? Yeah. Or, and, or what? What were they? I just knew I was super excited about meeting her, way more excited than I'd been about other girls. How many other girls had you dated up until? Lots. I dated lots of girls. None of them, like... Well, you rolled into a choir concert with 10 of them, so... <laughs> None of which I was dating. <laughs> I always had a ton of girlfriends, though, like friends. Right. Okay. I had girlfriends in high school and several in college. I'd, I'd just gotten out of a relationship where, I don't remember how long it was, but long enough that, like... People were starting to be like, oh, are you and her going to, like, like asking for her to get married, basically. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. I was just, she very much fit the mold of, like, good Mormon girl. But I just couldn't do it. Like, You guys just didn't click? Or? We clicked in a lot of ways, but she was just so not exciting. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, and Jessica was. I was very excited about meeting Jessica, and that was a strange feeling for me. And, you know, looking back, I mean, I'm gay, like, obviously, and I was so in denial about that, but clearly there's attraction issues there. <laughs> and me, like, wanting myself to be attracted to a certain type or kind of, like, trying to make that happen subconsciously, so... So to actually be like genuinely interested and attracted in Jessica, that was something new for you. It was, yeah. That's awesome. All right. So back to your first date. Steph May, third wheel. <laughs> yeah, so we where, went, where was your first date? We went to Idaho Falls and we went to some like concert. I think it was her brother's high school performance or something. It was in like a gym. We're on folding chairs. It was weird. It was a very strange first date. Yes. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, that didn't like... So I'm I didn't getting think the idea that you guys like concerts. 
Yeah, we went to lots of stuff like that. <laughs> and then we went to Steph May's house afterwards and had cake. I don't know if we had anything else. We had else a cake the fight. We had a cake fight <laughs> with Steph May. Don't though. know how that started. What brought that about? But we literally were like throwing cake at each other or like smashing it, smashing it in each other's hair or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have, I have pictures. We do. We have a picture of our first date. Yeah. With a cake fight. Which Steph May gave to me when I moved back to Boise because we were getting divorced. Uh, perfect timing. Thanks, <laughs> Great timing. Right. It was super funny. Okay. So then you go back to Steph May's house, eat cake, throw it at each other, and then I what? I don't really remember anything after that. Drove I mean, we must have drove back to yeah. Pocatello and dropped me off. Okay. So when was your next day after that? The next, next night. Day. We hung out every night from there forward. Yeah. I think we went to like a, because I think that was Saturday night, and the next night we went to like a church event, like a LDS institute, institute, something. yeah, and LDS institute thing. And do you remember what it was? I don't no. remember. And by I know we, we did a lot of it. that stuff, that kind of institute but, stuff. Yeah, and literally we were together like every day. Yeah. Any chance we got? Yeah. So how long did you guys date? Every day, for and then. You know, it's funny got engaged. thinking about this everyday thing. I remember like day three or four or five, or I don't know how far in, thinking like, okay, I'm not going to call her today. I'm not going to call her because I don't want it to be like too much. Like, I don't want to seem like too it's, it's into this. That you bring up that. <laughs> why do we feel like we have to play games like that? Right. Well, you know, we all do. Right. And that's why I asked, like, because I remember. You know, you don't want to make situation. yourself too available or like. Act like I'm too into her. Right. Heaven forbid that right. they know that I'm really into them. You know? I didn't put up with guys who played those games. <laughs> yeah. Like, true. I did not tolerate it. Did I play those games with you? No. That's why I probably ended up married to both of you is because neither <laughs> one of you played those games with me. Yeah. And I think that's what happens when you fall in love with somebody is you cut the games. Like, if it's yeah. a real relationship and a good thing, the games end. They should end. So you, fifth day or whatever. I call her anyway. You call her anyway. Yeah. Because you don't want to play the game. Oh, yeah. We always. No, I just couldn't stop myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So how long did you guys date until you were engaged? We were engaged at eight months. Yeah. And then we got married in December. We started dating in February and got married in December. We went ring shopping at probably six or seven months. I don't even remember that. I don't know the time frame. I just know that I had, I care, when I bought that engagement ring, I carried it in my pocket with me for like a month <laughs> before yeah. actually proposing to you. Wow. Yeah, and you got hung up right before we were going to get engaged. I just, it was just not a decision I wanted to take lightly and wanted to make sure I was actually. How did you guys get to that decision, like making that decision? This, so during the summer, we actually weren't together. Steve had moved to Virginia and was selling home security systems. And I had moved to, well, no, I went to Ecuador and Peru for three months and was down there for the whole summer. And so I think a lot of it happened during that time, like realizing... We talked every day on the phone. Yeah, realizing we wanted to be together, we like dropped, all the time. We dropped the L-bomb for the first time over the phone. Over the phone. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was super interesting. Love, love is the L-bomb. <laughs> Thanks, <L> Steve. <laughs> I remember during that time it was interesting because Steve had a lot of guy friends out there that were like telling him he shouldn't marry me because I was basically too conservative 
is what it came down to. That I wasn't going to be any fun, that I was going to, I was too straight edge. And I remember just being like, like telling you, what the crap? Why are you listening to these guys? Like, that's what you want, isn't it? You want this, because that's what you'd said. You wanted this good Mormon girl, but yet you were conflicted by these guys and what they were telling you about. So who was telling me that? Why don't I remember? The guys you were selling with. Oh. I remember, oh, I was so mad at them. They were all douchebags. That's why I couldn't understand why you cared what they thought. I don't remember what they thought, though. They thought, like, because I had super strict, like, things I would and would not do. Like, I I remember when you came out. They thought you were a prude. Yeah. They thought I was a prude. When you came out to visit me in Virginia, because when you were flying home from Ecuador, you had a layover in New Jersey. Yeah, and I stayed Which for was a close days. to where I was. So I went, picked you up. You stayed for a few days. Is that, but you stayed at one of our, like yeah. in someone else's apartment that I was selling with. Is that why? I don't know. That why. wasn't why. It, it was because, like, like, I remember I wouldn't, things I would not do with guys. I wouldn't sit on laps. I wouldn't lay down. Like, I didn't do those things. And so they were very, like, oh my gosh, you can't marry this girl. She's not going to be any fun. And I think specifically they thought I wouldn't be any fun in bed. But I was like, get over it. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do with me keeping my standards. And again, this is where like I had to reconcile or like figure out like, yes, you are like you were living the gospel and very straight edged and following the commandments and on a good path and all these things that and that was important to you. It was very important to me, yes. But it was interesting because you still let them, like, influence that. Hmm. Do you feel like the, they influenced you or they were trying I, to... I don't remember specifics of what they, That's funny. what they all said to me. I just remember that I didn't have a whole lot of respect for any of those guys. So I'm surprised that I let them yeah. influence me. But ultimately, like, their influence didn't matter. It didn't. No. And, and that was good that it came down to the fact he didn't care. Yeah. Because we wouldn't have gotten married. Because I didn't put influence, that much influence into what other people said. I mean, I cared and I listened to people's opinions, but ultimately it came down to how I felt about things. And that was very much so in making the decision to get married. Because we, <laughs> we've talked about this. Recently, my mom brought up the fact that, and I'd forgotten totally about this, that she didn't like Steve when we first started dating for a long time. How long is a long time, though? Like, when you say first started dating, like, five days? Months. Months? Like, wasn't it almost until we got engaged that you you came up to her? But I don't think it was she didn't like me. It was just that she didn't think we should get married. And she had said that. She had stated that she didn't think it was a good idea for us. Why did she think that? I finally asked her. Because I was super concerned about it. I put a lot of stock in what your mom thought about this. and. If your mom had a gut feeling that this was a bad idea, like, that was a huge red flag to me. So I asked her, flat out asked her, you know, why why don't you think this is a good idea? And I don't remember all the specifics of the conversation, but... Well, and I think up until that point, you felt like it was something against you personally. Right. But then you realized okay. she was just not okay with me getting married. Yeah. Like she was struggling. And that's what with it was. That yeah. Idea. She just wasn't ready for her little girl to go off and get married. And especially after your I'd already previous been experience. Mm-hmm. I'd been engaged and she felt she was just worried that it was too soon afterwards and 
that I was rushing into something. And a reminder for everybody, you're the youngest of the family. I am. And you're the only girl. Yes. And so not only was your mom losing her only daughter, but the youngest. Yeah. Or what it could have felt like, but also she probably knew that your dad was going to have you know, struggle with it. And my but, dad did struggle with it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because I cried. was his little girl. He cried when I asked him if... For your hand, basically. And my dad doesn't cry. Okay. He cries a little so, more now. Yeah, tell me about that. We were... Where the heck were we? I have no idea. On someone's porch. We, like, stepped outside, me and Craig. Like so at a family thing or something? Where were we? I don't know. I specifically remember the house and the porch, but I don't know whose it was. Huh? Was it the... I think it was the office he was working at in Eagle. Oh, it might have been. I had gone out to Corey's office... And, like, called him ahead and asked if I could chat with him. I'm sure he knew why. So I just, you know, we stepped outside and asked, you know, I just said, I want to marry your daughter. And I want to ask your permission for, I don't know what the heck I said, however you ask someone for their daughter's hand in marriage. And um, I thought it was funny, his response. Well, he cried and got all emotional, but he said, you just have to promise to bring her home every Thanksgiving, which I thought was funny. That's, <laughs> that was like his one stipulation was she, that you be present for the cabin trip at Thanksgiving every year. That's hilarious. She must make a mean mashed potato or something. <laughs> <laughs> I which she does. <laughs> I wasn't cooking much at that point, but that's funny. It but was it was funny. I was just like, that's so funny. That's the one stipulation Craig had. Yeah. Okay. So then you guys, you ask for her hand in marriage from Craig. And then you get married. Yeah, so Steve proposed, and there were a lot of roses involved. Oh, I'd forgotten that. Like? A hundred of them. A hundred roses to... Dozens of roses. Spread all over the, the house, right? We went on a hike. And whose house was this? Craig and Kathy's. Okay. They're super cool. House. Yeah, so Steve took me on a hike, <clears> and, <throat> and while we were gone, his roommates and stuff, and his sisters, like, put roses all over the house and stuff while, I, while we were gone. He proposed up on the hike. Yeah. And then we came home and he'd written me a little note, which I still have. I found that the other day. Super funny. Aww. Said you'd stay with me for eternity and that was a lie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Called out. It's well, okay. I'm still with you here. I think you're I? still here pretty much stuck with me. I feel like you didn't go too far. Yeah, it was funny like reading through all of that stuff. From when we were engaged and getting married. Wow. And then, like, so so everything was great. We were planning this wedding and super excited. And then, like, three days before we got married, Steve sits me down. Is like, I need to talk to you. This is when things kind of, like, I don't know. Not necessarily got heavy, but. Got heavy. But at the same time, like, really made it clear to me that I was supposed to marry Steve. Which is interesting that it happened during this time. But you sat me down and you told me that you struggled with pornography, like that it was something you struggled with. And I remember that like super like clearly. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Like in I it was in the basement, like where we ended up living, our basement apartment. You were already living there. And it was literally three days before we got married. We had this deep conversation about issues with pornography you already knew though no i didn't mm -hmm. about the pornography mm -hmm. i had no idea yes you did 
You had found something in my sock drawer. When I was living upstairs, I had some material from the bishop, something about like, it was an article and like, I don't know, some kind of article about like strengthening yourself against the temptations of pornography and the hazards of pornography in the home. And you found like my little collection of those materials. I don't remember that at all. Really? Because that was your response. When we had this conversation, you're like, yeah, I kind of assumed that was... Really? Uh-huh. You don't remember that? I don't remember that. That's crazy. How funny. And but... I was just like, why would you think that? And you're like, I'm sorry, I so did not intend to see it, but you left out your whatever when your drawer was open and I just saw it. Hmm. I don't remember that at all. I yeah. remember being like totally thrown off. Hmm. And I remember like the only questions I really remember specifically asking you were if it was child pornography, because I was like, that's a deal breaker for me. There's no way. And you totally assured me that wasn't. Right. And is it was then that I realized that if you could sit there and tell me this, that for you at that time was like your deepest, darkest secret, basically, and like the hardest thing for you to tell me, that if you could tell me that and be honest with me, then... I could believe you and trust you, like going into this marriage, that I knew I could I could confide in you with the things that I struggled with too. Like it was going to be a give and take, that it was, you know. Mm. And I remember there was a lot of like... What, what, Steve, what made you like want to tell her about that? I didn't want her going into this not knowing. To me, this was like a huge thing that I'd struggled with for years. And, you know, what I thought was or considered porn addiction yeah clearly there were much deeper issues <laughs> like the fact that i was well, gay and this was like my one quick question about uh -huh. that like much deeper issues like had you did you feel as though like you had much deeper issues before you were even engaged or even dating jessica with pornography yes yeah i was like so incredibly in denial about being gay like it's almost laughable how i had myself convinced that that was not a thing for me. Not even an option. Yeah. And that's why. It just was not an option to ever even accept or say I'm gay. It just, just did not. There was no way that any of that would fit in the life that I had planned for myself and the way I was raised. And so I knew dang well that I looked at gay porn and I was into guys. But Had you ever been hit on by another guy yeah. before... Before we got married? Jessica? Yeah. How'd you react to that? I ran. <laughs> like literally? I literally turned and ran. <laughs> oh. That's interesting. I've never asked you that. Really? Yeah. I knew it happened after we got married, like a couple random times. And even before you came to terms with the fact you were gay, it happened a few times. Do you remember the first time I ever, like... Somebody was that the first time where you turned and ran when I was in high school, early high school, and I was at a bookstore looking at some magazine I shouldn't have been looking at and like trying to be sneaky about it. And some guy walks up and I don't know what he said, but basically hit on me and I just you know, <laughs> like literally just like put the magazine down and I turned and just like Hightailed it out the door to my car. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. <laughs> Just petrified that some guy had picked up on the fact that I was gay and hit on me. 
So you were looking at like a gay magazine? Yeah. I don't know if it was a gay magazine or like a muscle magazine, muscle or, something. magazine or something, but whatever it was, it clearly sent a vibe to this dude. <laughs> okay. So I was mortified. <laughs> so three days before you guys get married or? Before we're getting married. You guys sit down. Yeah. Steve lets you know that he's got some issues with porn and where do you go from there? So I remember like there was a lot of fasting and prayer involved in my part and just still feeling totally at peace. Like I wasn't freaked out. I wasn't upset and just knowing this is where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do. And I had several times that that was made very clear to me that it was just something. So that's something that gets brought up to you even now. Oh, yeah. Well, um, and it gets brought up to me as well. It is the question of you got married and you felt that it was r- the right thing at that time. Was it really the right thing? I've had mm. friends that have been like, well, why would God want you to marry somebody if you if he knew you were going to end up divorced? Right. And I've always told people, I'm like, if for no other reason that I was, it was there so I could help Steve and that I could find myself too. Like, I feel like we grew in ways we wouldn't have otherwise. And that's what I, I mean, it's some of my close friends that have brought it up to me and that know and love you as well. And it was just like this, you know, I feel like that's the purpose of us being here on earth in my beliefs is that we're here to help each other and love and support each other. So if I could do that for you, help you come to peace with who you are, then that was the whole point. And I don't have any issues with that whatsoever. Like, and then also I've seen how my experiences within our marriage have been able to help other people. Like my understanding that I gained from loving you and working, you know, through all of this with you helped me to help them. And so I feel like that's, that's why, like it wasn't, you know, what I thought it was going to be, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we very much figured out who we both were together. Yeah. Like we went through that, I mean, seven years together, like very pivotal years in our own personal growth. Well, and even since then, I mean, it's been like, we've still been able to love and support each other in figuring out who we are continuing forward. Because, I mean, you, at that point when we got divorced, still had a lot to figure out for sure. Right. And so I've been through that with you. Mm -hmm. Matt's been through some of that with you. Okay, back to the original question. Yeah. And we went off on a tangent. I forgot the original question. (laughs) Why would I feel like I should get married if we're going to end up divorced? Yeah. What was that feeling? Like, it was just a confirmation of this is who I need to marry and... Yeah. I mean, it's the most direct feeling I've ever felt of this is what you're supposed to do. This is supposed to who you're, mar- who you're supposed to marry. And just a very calm, peaceful, content feeling. So you didn't have that with me? Yes, I had <laughs> that with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's um, one of those moments, I, though. Yeah. I remember my... Did, yeah, did you have the same confirmation, so to speak, was... It wasn't like a specific instant or something where I just like felt. Yeah. You know, we were both being Mormon and very active in the church and very into this. I mean, we both 
prayed and asked, like, is this the right thing for us to do? And, you know, we wanted a sign, kind of, that this is, you know, we wanted a confirmation that we should do this. So for me, it was just when I quit thinking about stuff and just, like, let my thoughts wander, I pictured me and Jessica together. Like, when I wasn't, like, actively overthinking things the way I was so good at doing, uh-huh. I just felt so peaceful and calm about when my thoughts just went to the two of us living life together and starting life together. And I, and that's how I felt too. I mean, I didn't have like, <clears throat> after we were married, I had some very, I think, bigger confirmations that we were supposed to be married. But for the most part, I feel like that's how I received answers or how I know I'm doing something that's good. It's just by those feelings of like peace and comfort. Like it's right. nothing big. It's just, yeah, like you're saying, exactly like you're saying. And I was very much like, I told you that month that I had that ring in my pocket, like, I just didn't want to move forward until I was totally certain that this was, you know, clearly I felt good enough about it to go buy a ring. (laughs) But like, I tried to like talk myself out of it just to play devil's advocate and just be like, you know, maybe there are reasons we shouldn't do this. And I couldn't, couldn't talk myself out of it. Like, just felt very right. So we got married. So then you got married. Yeah. And it's interesting because I remember going into marriage and like everybody always says the first year is the worst, blah, 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 whatever. And we didn't experience that. It was like this easy, like it just flowed. It yeah. never felt like a real transition. Right. It was just natural. So the first year of marriage, you guys get married. Um, how was your wedding? It was good. Wedding was great. Kept it simple. We're married in the Salt Lake Temple. We got married. Well, and we had like our reception before <laughs> because we didn't want to have to see anybody yeah, after. We, we did things backwards from the a, way typical Mormon weddings go. Yeah. We had a reception before. We had our luncheon before. We did pictures before. And then we got married. In the so, evening. In the evening. So then we could just leave. There was nothing left to do. Everybody, so we walked out of the temple and left. up twice though? We just were in our wedding clothes, like in my twice, wedding dress. Twice. and no. Oh, yeah. We, well, at the reception, we wore our... Yeah, the reception. Didn't we wear regular clothes at the reception? No. Oh. <laughs> you wore your wedding dress? I wore my wedding dress before we got married. Oh. Yeah. And funny. you wore your tux. Yeah. All of those pictures, like, of us. Yep. See, that's where my oh. mind goes. Is like, those ones you posted on Instagram? It's no, a suit. <laughs> it's not a big deal, Matt. I don't want to get dressed twice. <laughs> The worst. Yeah. <laughs> Your honeymoon? Where'd you go? We went to Victor, Idaho. Victor, Idaho. What's there to do in Victor? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> Where did we stay? We stayed at my uncle's teeny little cabin back in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was interesting. How would I have forgotten that? We I went to this, our honeymoon cabin. We went to this little I restaurant. Know, it was this cute. It had like a little bridge over yeah. the creek. Snow all around. It was really nice. Oh. And literally, we did nothing. We, ate we played tons games. Of snacks, we ate and we t- played lots of games. We, we watched lots of like movies. Uno and Phase Ten, and <laughs> and did all of the other great things you do on your honeymoon. And I remember we went to this little restaurant. Do you remember when we were sitting there and this guy came up? Yes. And he was like, and he was obviously not LDS. And he wasn't. He told us that. And he said, are you guys Mormon? 
And we said, yeah. And he's like, are you like newlyweds? We're like, yeah, we just got married. And he's like, you can just tell that you're Mormon. Like you've got that glow and like that Mm. happiness. (laughs) I remember we were both like, okay, whatever, man. How did I forget our honeymoon? (laughs) I I thought we had, because we stayed a night in Little America in Salt Lake. Yeah. And then we camped in Moab. That wasn't then. And then that we was, did a cruise a so month this, later. This little, I had forgotten the whole little picture t- thing. Too much, like, TMI. But <laughs> how was your first night? Like, I know this is weird because here's Jessica's husband asking Jessica's ex-husband, like, and, like, how was, <laughs> how was our first <laughs> yeah, time? how was your first night? <laughs> it was interesting. It was, it was. Yeah. I mean, when neither of you have had sex and you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. Can I just say, like, looking back. Why do we think that's a good idea? <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. I think that there should be more education going yes. on. Yes. Like, and especially coming from talk, your like, end of things. Right. I'm sure your family didn't tell so you So you think Steve's dad should have gone into this 101 class a little bit further into like 301, oh, yeah. 401? He did, but I was, you know, that was years prior. I, I don't, I don't, I remember the night like hours before the wedding, getting a talk from my brother and my mom. And your mom? And my mom. <laughs> okay. I don't remember my mom ever talking to me about... And see, I think that's where... It was just awkward and not very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, honestly, that first night was weird. Like, and it, was. it was just like figuring things out and I've never seen a guy naked and like... It's just weird. That's what it looks like. I've, yeah. Weird. <laughs> she <laughs> literally said that. Basically. <laughs> yes. Basically, I said that, yes. You're going to do well with like, what? It just sticks out like that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we first night We might have to weird. edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> but after that first night, things were fine. Yeah. Like, we figured things out and had fun. And then you go to Victor. And then we went to Victor. Victor, Victor, Victor I was had good. lots of time to figure things out. Yeah. Lots of time. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how how quickly was your honeymoon after your wedding? Right after. Well, we oh, stayed a night in Salt Lake, and then we went to. I Victor. think we actually stayed. Oh no, we just stayed one night. We went home for Christmas at some point too. That must have been after our honeymoon. It was after our honeymoon, anyways. So yeah, I mean, it was. We were in Victor for like four or five days or so for our honeymoon. Yeah, it was fun. That's a good place to end. Yeah. That's it exciting. Or I'm so glad that we were able to remind Steve of our honeymoon. Like. <laughs> that you went on a honeymoon with me. Oh, funny. That's and we awesome. stayed in Victor, Idaho. As always, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode of the Husband Law Podcast. We are so grateful you are here and we are so grateful for your love and support. If you got done listening to today's episode and you are wanting to find more clarity in your life, you are thinking, man, I would like to know where I go from here, whether that is because you've had a partner come out, you are going through a divorce, your spouse has had an affair, whatever. If you are going through something hard and you are looking for some clarity, or maybe you have just lost your sense of self in motherhood, in your work, in whatever it is, I have something for you. Hop on and get a free clarity call with me. That is correct, a free clarity call. You and I can talk face-to-face via Zoom and figure out what it is you are looking for. We can dive into the things you are struggling with, and we are going to help you be prepared to take bold action that will help you let go of feelings of anger, resentment, bitterness, all of those things that are so heavy to carry, and instead help you move forward 
with clarity. And you can do this without asking anyone else to change, without your situation changing, without leaving your religious beliefs or whatever it may be. You can do all of this without those things changing unless you want them to. So if you are looking for some guidance and want to get on a call with me, get signed up today. I have four calls open each week, so you will want to claim yours now. You can head to the show notes and you can find the link there, or you can go to theboldlogic.com forward slash free call to get yours today. See you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.